Yes, 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 yes. I hope that wee intro just lifts you right up and then I smash right back in with it, fucking the knockout blow and bore you to tears with my rant. Welcome, my friend, to episode five of the Cheeky Mal podcast. I am your host on this episode, Cheeky Mal. Ooh, I'm over here, floating around, coming in your ear. Whoa, no, I'm now over this side, speaking softly in your ear. Whoa, I'm in both sides talking to you in stereo. No, 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 I'm over here, speaking to you in mono. I'm floating around inside your conscious. Who am I? Where am I? Kicking the show, episode 5, right off with another amazing cheeky mouth fun fact. For every human on Earth, there are 1.6 million ants. I'll say that again. For every human on Earth, there are 1.6 million ants. Arachnoids. Or whatever the ants are. That is a shit fact, and I do apologise for that. But I've got two more to come later on. We mad ants. Do you mind that when you were younger? Did anybody ever do that? Like you would... The ant wars, and you would like tap or run about an ant's nest. It'd just be like a wee hole in the dirt, and millions of them would come out. And then sometimes, I don't know if it was like linked to when it was going to thunder, you'd get the flying ants and they'd all be like flying about and everything. And then like, they would be just a wee mad black ants and then you would go and find ones that was like red ants and they'd all be flying about, then you'd have ant wars. And you and your mates would like bet action men, scooters, football cards to see who would win ant wars. And then like, you would become friends with like, like the, the the surviving ant colony, um, and you would learn to speak ant language, and you would just have a right good laugh all summer together. You know, you just be like hanging about, carry outs up the back of the school or up the park. It was it was always easy to buy a carry out for the ants. You know what I mean? One can done them all summer, um, and then they would give you like magic things to eat. Uh, and you would go on amazing journeys together. You would shrink down into their size and you'd be like the ant leader riding on their backs. And then, kind of like Planet of the Apes, this is how I stopped doing it, because mind Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston, mind um, one of the apes kind of like fancied him and he winched an ape and it was a big outrage because it was like virgin on bestiality. Well, that's what happened to me. I was riding on backs of ants and it was the king aunt, his sister, she heavy fancied his, can't remember her name now. And I couldn't make it work because 
I knew a relationship with an ant and a human wouldn't wouldn't actually be physically possible in the real world. My wife's just come into the room and she's looking at me wondering what I'm doing. I'm recording an episode of the Cheeky Mal podcast. Must you know? My charger, you'll find, is in my room. I'm trying to be professional here, Maria. Close the door, please. Thank you very much. Enjoy your night. Huh? Fucking try to be professional here. I've just spoiled the illusion of you guys tripping with me during Ant Wars and the lovely Princess Ant falling in love with me. Because I knew when I grew back up to my normal size, it just wouldn't work out unless you'd done some kind of kinky thing like kind of crawled over my erect penis that's the only way I think it could work you know and then also there'd be, be, be positive there as well you know like sharing a bed where wouldn't be a nightmare because like you'd get majority you just need to watch the roller and killer so aye so it never worked out and I met Maria who's Italian uh, and no an aunt um, and we lived happily ever after I still every noon again, you know, when I see an ant's nest, I kind of just give you know, a wee wink, a wee nod to the times gone by when I was in Stevenson Helks, just hanging about with ants at summer because all the bad boys would uh, chase us and beat us up and uh, they never knew the secrets of the ant's nest. Marie's away with her pals. She's away out on a girls' night. Um, and it's mad, right, because if guys go out on a guys' night, there's a tendency that they're going to be missing for a couple of days or at least out for one and written off for another. Whereas I think women tend to... They go mad. I Don't get me wrong. I know there's women listeners, right? You all go mad. You have a very good party. Either you tend to be able to control yourselves. Maybe that's not right. You control your hangovers or you can handle your hangovers better because women, they have, you know, better pain thresholds than men. You know, women are stronger than men. Oh, f- Here's my daughter interrupt me now. What? <laughs> what are you doing? You going away? Oh, well, Right, enjoy yourself. Oh, right. Take care. I just cut that bit out. Because it was uh, my daughter telling me things that you shouldn't know. Where was I? Aye, women. So women can go out and have better handle on the next day than guys. In fact, see, just in life, I think women are better dealing with life than guys are. Women can plan things. Women look into the future and see things. Whereas, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I really can't see by my elbow, you know, like, all my life. I mean, I'm even surprised I'm, I've got this far in my life and I'm here talking to you right now. I never once thought I would be doing this, that or the next thing. Obviously, when you're really young, you kind of have your dreams about fucking being a spaceman or whatever it was. But I've never, actually, when I think about it, I've never had dreams or ambitions. Obviously, I've thought it'd be good to do that or it'd be cool to do this, but I've never really had 
I, I don't know. Am I doing my dream? Am I, am I just happy doing what I'm doing? And that's why I don't dream about doing anything else. I, I don't know. I think I'm quite lucky to be in a place where I'm happy being me. But, but I found that place a while ago. And that was after I'd done a shot of acid. And I remember I deconstructed my entire self. Now, every time when, when I partied and there was chemicals involved, I would always view it as, it was never a waste, it was a learning curve. And that might sound kind of pretentious, right? But in the back of my mind, or even in conversations until folks started looking at me like weird, I seen it as like homework or, you know, some kind of learning curve. And what I mean by that is, like, say, for instance, if I went out to the Archies and I was, like, just raving, listening to music, I was still very much aware of music and sounds, and then I was kind of tapping into what sounds and noises affected me when I was in a higher state, and then I try to implement that into the music I was making, if that makes any sense. And it was the same when... You know, I, I was tripping balls. I was, you know, like, I was aware that I could push my mind to places that I'd never thought about before. So when I say I was happy where I, where I am, it was one night. I'll never forget it. Don't know if you remember the Doctor Devious videos. Well, me and my mates used to be right into them. They were just like visual graphic arts, just morphing, and you put it on. We'd fucking switch the music off and play our own music. So that's gone on in front of you. There, there comes a time when all the laughter and the cycle babble cuts down, and then you just go into your own wee trip. So on this trip, I was almost fucking. It was an hour body experience. I stripped myself of my body, sexuality, everything. You know, like right down to, I was just like, the only way I can describe it is I was a, basically just a soul, an entity, a nothingness, but an everything floating about in this almost like one of these Dr. Devious cyber videos kind of thing, because that's just the way I reckoned the universe was. And I was kind of, so that that was just me, my thoughts, my spirit, whatever it is. And I was happy with who that guy was. Or it wasn't even a guy, I was just a, a, a person, an entity. And I came away and I really felt that I'd found myself. It went a lot deeper. You know, obviously a lot of personal issues, a lot of family issues, relationship issues, friendship issues, all the baggage that I had, I kind of went through it all. It was a weird, weird, you know, you might think it wasn't even fun, but it, it, there was parts of it that wasn't fun, but I, I was like pushing myself to go through all my thoughts and feelings and what I thought about that, how I felt about that, what if this happened, you know, what, what if I was with this person, you know, what if I wasn't with that person, what do they mean in my life? And I just, you know, came away for that. Absolutely enlightened. 
and that sounds pure pretentious, man. But it, it was true. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was other times when I've sort of came to and we had uh, foam, like you know, the foam pipes that go that plumbers use. We had them when we were up Woods and Kilmarnock, thinking we were in Star Wars, and I thought my mate was Darth Vader, and I was Luke Skywalker, and we were having this epic fucking light stick, uh, what is it, lightsaber battle. And my other mates were watching us, and then I remember there was a family out on a picnic looking at us, wondering what the fuck was going on. Because my mate Chris was away, and he was just full, he was like representing evil, he was getting right into the evil of it. And I remember he looked me square in the eye, and he was like, Come to the dark side. And I was fucking, I was like so adamant that. I was going to beat him, but not only beat him in this fucking lightsaber battle, I was going to get him and return him to the light. And uh, selfishly, there was a family having a fucking family picnic and basically brought us right down to reality. (laughs) 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 Oh, they were totally disgusted with us, man. Also in one of the, I think it was that trip, I discovered Rockport shoes and how comfortable they were. And I bought a pair that Monday because my mate gave me a line of pair of his. We'd left the house and I don't know what, I had lost my shoes or something like that and he went here and cover a pair of these. And they were, and I was like, these are the most comfortable. And saying that, I could have put fucking tissue paper on my feet and I probably bought a pair after that. Two Bob Sannies. I thought they were the most comfortable shoes ever. But aye, that's how I got my Rockports and all. Absolute fucking scenes. Yeah, scenes down finishing, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, man. What am I going to do? Okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to just jump straight back in there, keeping on a horse with another Cheeky Mouth fun fact. And I think we'll go with an animal fact. Cheeky mouth fun facts, hold tight. Cheeky mouth fun facts, not shy. Cheeky mouth fun facts, hold tight. Here's another cheeky mouth fun fact. Have you ever wondered where the phrase it's raining cats and dogs comes from? Because I know I have. Well, in the 17th century, many homeless cats and dogs would drown and float down the streets of England, making it look like it had literally rained cats and dogs. Oh, what, governor? It's fucking raining cats and dogs down here. And then there's tons of wee drink cats and dogs getting washed in the streets along with shite and the plague. 17th century, all of a twist. The, the fucking... The Yorkshire Ripper. No, no. It's not the Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> he was the 70s. Who is it? Jack the Ripper. Jack the fucking Ripper. It's raining cats and dogs. Fucking Jack the Ripper. It sounds as if he's Australian now. Ooh, I'm floating around. It's Cheeky Mal coming in your ear. I'm over here. No, I'm over here. Ooh, no. I'm coming in both your ears now. The Cheeky Mouth Podcast coming in your ears. 
No, no. It's Malorkali coming in your left ear. No, it's not. It's Malorkali coming in your right ear. I'm going to come in both of your ears. I'm going to empty my hot air balloon of love all inside your ears. Take that. It's free. It's a bonus. Take it. Let it enter your mind. Go forth and enjoy your day. You bastard of a muck. <laughs> Oh man, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Because let's face it. Let's face what? Let's face what? Hope you've got your health. I hope you've got your mental health. And I hope you've got a good circle of friends round about you. Ones that you can use as sounding boards. And I hope you've got a good circle of friends round about you that encourage you to do good things. You know, it could be going out for a meal, it could be starting up a wee business idea, it could be starting your own podcast, it could be starting DJing, starting producing, starting painting, starting a new job, leaving your old job, going to a new job, finding a job, getting up half your ass, going for a run, you know, I hope you're surrounding yourself with positive people, there's always going to be there a couple of mates that are fucking just pure negatories, and I have to admit, I'm quite negative to the people who I'm sort of close to, I guess. And when I say negative, I just mean I overanalyze things and it comes across as negative, but my tensions are good. So like, if you were like, I was going to say if you were my wife, like if my wife said to me, why don't we buy this? I would go, are you sure? Because if we buy that, what if this isn't the right thing and it doesn't fit? Or what if we buy it and we only use it a couple of times and then it sits in a cupboard? So look, I'll already try and go run all the possible outcomes of buying this thing, whatever it may be, without going, ah, you know what? Let's fucking buy it. And then just enjoying it. And that means like going on a holiday or going on a day trip or going for a walk or whatever. I'll go, nah. And then once a day, I'll go, you know what? That's fucking brilliant. You were right. You were right. And I was wrong. You were right. And I was wrong. I sat down and I wrote this song because you were right. And I was wrong. That's what I sing to them every time. And then a lot of other kind of music mates and that will ask me for advice or will be chatting about ideas. And I always look at the negative as well as a positive because I think it's important not to just cloud your head full of dreams because I've been guilty of that as well So, and the older I've got I'll always look at the negatives and sometimes when I'm talking to somebody and maybe they're maybe a wee bit younger than me and they've got hundreds of great ideas slash dreams I will just hit them with reality so as they don't get hurt in my mind I don't want them to get hurt further down the road you know but anyway, I hope you are sur surrounding yourself with good people. Funny people. Friendly people. And I hope you're not surrounding yourself with like um, 
like Kim, you know, like bad people, you know, because uh, let's face it, man, we don't like bad people, yeah, we only like good people, yeah, let's, let's be honest with each other here, and, uh, you know, when I go out, when I go out and about in the town, I like to surprise myself by hanging around with good people, yeah, good, good cunts, yeah, uh, and and sometimes you know we'll invite out a bad cunt and convert him to a good cunt. So he'll be out and he'll be like, "No way, I'm not fucking going there. It's shite." And we'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And before you know it, at the end of the night, he's ready. He's signed up to our fucking agenda, yeah. And he's just got butterflies and all that, and he's thinking about the thirty-two muscles and his ears going crazy. Uh, you know, it's raining cats and dogs, and he's just like. Wow, this is incredible. I've always wondered where that saying came from, and now I know you've just transported me back to 17th century London, and I understand why that saying has came about. And it's actually also 17th century London where the saying apples and pears for stairs come up because they were that poor, they made their houses out of fruit, and it was found that the apples and pears were better for stairs, to make stairs, because they were a wee bit more robust, because uh, a few other guys had tried to make stairs out of strawberries, and obviously they had no whatsoever, and they end up with like, strawberry stains on their socks, and all their shoes, and then when they took it upstairs, they walked it out into the bedroom carpet, and their wife went fucking mental, absolute tonto. Oh man, how many fun facts is that I've gave you? Have I gave you enough? No, I haven't, because it's three per episode. You should know that by now. You should be going like that. Wow. This podcast changed my life. I've got three new facts to share with my friends, my good friends, you know, and even the bad friends. I give them a couple of your fun facts, and before you know it, they're fucking good cunts, yeah? Well, I'm just going to finish the show up with a mind-blowing fact. A mind-blowing fact. Well, not so much a mind-blowing fact, but an interesting fact. And as I just glance over at my list of mind-blowing facts... Cheeky mouth fun facts, hold tight. Cheeky mouth fun facts, not shy. Cheeky mouth fun facts, hold tight. Here's another cheeky mouth fun fact. Only one person and two billion people will live to be older than 116 That's amazing, isn't it? Actually, on the news not that long ago, I was doing my dad's taxi run, and it's came on the news. It's only t- that's really the only time I listen to the news when I'm in the motor. I'll put on something like BBC Scotland or fucking BBC Two, or the Wains will put it to fucking... I say the Wains, it's my daughter now, because my son's fucking got headphones on. She'll put it to, like, what is it? It's Clyde or one of the fucking shit stations. What is it? What's the one? What's that station? It's just all shit dance music. Anyway. So, that's the only bit of news I get until they switch it and fucking link up their phones and play a lot of shit. There was a man who's the oldest man in the world and I think... I'm just going to Google that. And... 
he was celebrating his birthday. There it is. A boy, I say a boy, it was a man, he celebrated his 112 years living on this planet. It's for Puerto Rico, right? All these folk who have any sort of mad stuff like that, they're always for a foreign land. So he's clocking an extraordinary 112 years and 326 days. He's nearly 113 year old and he lives in Rio Pedras and his name is Emilio Flores Marquez and he's just bet the previous world record held by a Romanian guy who died at 111 years of age so this guy smashed the record he actually he doesn't look compass mentis I'll be honest with you he looks as if he's on a right get done to a number but he's he's holding it a hundred and twelve years old. He's nearly 113. Absolutely incredible. Right? So big up you, big man, big man. Amazing. Um sorry. Right, so fucking hell, what incredible. I'm just trying to try to get some mega facts. Sharing his wisdom, Emilio said, My father raised me with love, loving everyone. He always told me and my siblings to do good, to share everything with others besides Christ lives in me. Now, I was I was agreeing up with everything there until I said Christ lives in me. It's hard one to get my head around about. But hey, Emilio, happy birthday, kid. And a Guinness World Record. So, amazing. So you really need to be... He's... he. Well, there you go. Your man there is... What was the start, sir? He's what? He's, what, what did I say? Fuck, I can't even see my, my original fact here. He's one in two billion people on this planet right now. And he's fucking lived through COVID. I wonder if he's had his two jabs. See, when you're that age, you know, honestly, would you know just be like smoking, taking heroin, drinking, eating whatever the fuck you want? Because you're just going, I've lived this long. What's the fucking chances? If I want a fag, I'll have a fag. If I want a fucking cigar, if I want to smoke a pipe up my ass, I will do that. Because, you, I mean, or are you just... You can't be just one of these old guys that are just living, waiting to die. You've got to be kept of busy, of doing something of worth to get you through the days. Because I'm sure I'm not alone here, but loads of folk feel like some days they're just fucking hanging about to get to their bed. Or is that just that wee cheeky fucking black dog barking at you? But, you know, 11, 10, 11, I mean, I would love to live to an old age. I never thought I would get to the age of Omni now, which I'm nearly 50. Well, I, I start, I, I'm going to be 49 soon, then I'm nearly 50. So, but technically, I'm almost 50. 
wow. I never ever once thought I'd get to that age. I always thought I would die young. First I thought it was 16, then I thought it was going to be 27. Don't know why, the other two ages. And now, any wee illness, any wee grudge, sort of wee thing in my body, and I go, oh, oh, there is. I'm going to fucking die. And is that what happens? You get older, you're just waiting on fucking the tragedy or the loss, and you've just got to try and stay focused or busy. That's how I think. I try and stay focused and busy with other things because it takes my mind away if you're wandering. Talking about your mind, also losing your fucking mind, you know, like dementia and all these kind of scary things. That's mega scary, isn't it? I said to my missus, let's see if I get dementia. Because it's in my family, I just said, see if I get dementia, shut me up in a wee home and then just go enjoy yourself. And she's like, oh, no way, I could never do that. I said, look, do it, because I'll know who you are and I'll just be cheeky to you. Just get me in a fucking home and go enjoy yourself. And it was kind of like, went silent. And then she said, well, see if I get dementia and like that, you better look after me for the rest of my life. And I felt fucking cheated. <laughs> I actually felt like I got the short end of the stick there. You know, I love my wife, but could you imagine being old and trying to hold your shit together yourself and then also have to fucking wipe somebody's ass and fucking look after them, even though you love them? It's a big job. Nobody's buying you for that. That's that's fucking the love for your life and you're having to look after them. I just think it would be just lovely, like Logan's run, if you could just pick an age, get to that age and then decide, right, I've had enough. I've fought my boots, I'm checking out now, boom, shotgun to read, or whatever, and some kind of magical thing, you just move on to the next the next planet. Start again. Have you saw that film Soul? It's a Disney film. That's a brilliant film, man. But the guy who sort of he's like a jazz pianist and he dies, but he doesn't want to die, obviously. And he's trying to get back into his body to fulfill his fucking his dreams. Don't want to spoil it for you, right? But it's pretty good, man. I had a wee fucking tear in my eye when I watched it. I watched on my hooky box. Um, I getting old. There must be an age where I mean, I always think to myself, "Fucking, hell, I'm getting longer." And then you can go, "How realistically? How long do I have I got left?" Right, there's also guys me or so you're worried about fucking heart attacks and the big fucking C cancer. Oh, all these crazy things. As your body slowly fucking falls to bits and then you know, are you gonna get the big fucking life's lottery, just fucking bad news, you're fucked. Then I go, Hold on, my parents are still this age. They've got even less time than me, then I think of it my wife's dad who's even older and he's got even less time and I think wow how do they feel and getting old is a secret just to no think about your age and just enjoy and love your life because hopefully you die in your sleep and it's your wife that freaks you the next day <laughs> she tries to wake you up and you're just fucking out of the game oh my papa died in his sleep and I thought that was super cool but then my wee nana was 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 upset but I just thought, you know, there you go you're kind of gone out with a bit of dignity you know you know like fucking Elvis 
fucking is that shite did he die eating a hamburger in the toilet I, I don't know if that's a joke or that's factual but you don't really want to die I mean, you know the old faithful like you fucking get run over a bus and they take you to hospital and you've got skiddies in your knickers or something like that or you never wash your ball sack or, or, or some mad like that and you're embarrassed but then your deed so there's nobody that's laggy and it's not as if the doctor go uh, we're really sorry it ate three minutes past eight this evening we lost your husband and he shot his pants it was fucking disgusting so you maybe why I saw they move for you bury him yeah, I don't think that would, I don't think that happen that's maybe a secret that doctors and that take to the death but they must all have a great laugh between each other going ah oh, fucking hell man this guy died all day there and he had fucking heavy duty cockworts or he'd shat his pants or a thin of fucking Scud mag in his pocket. Yeah. Anyway. It's a Cheeky Mouth Podcast. That's right. It's the Cheeky Mouth Podcast. Hold tight. The Cheeky Mouth Podcast. That's right. It's the Cheeky Mouth Motherfucking Podcast. Ah, yes. Yeah, I'm so, 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 so.